gotta be honest, when you look on paper for the A's team, it's one of the best A's teams, I think, in the best in the last decade. Easily. Yeah. Maybe yeah. two decades. And that's that's what sucks. Is like you look at the lineup, you're like, this lineup should freaking dominate. And then it doesn't. Yep. <laughs> Does that bring you joy? <laughs> I'm laughing because it keeps me from crying. <laughs> The laugh was so immediate. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's high view life. If I'm not laughing, it's because it's, it's, I'm, I don't want to cry. Hey everyone, welcome back to Straight A's. Today I'm joined by NBC Sports' Jessica Kleinschmidt. We discuss the A's postseason chances, what's gone wrong and right over the last month, and more. With that, here's Jess. Hello everyone! Welcome to Straight A's. I am joined by the Jessica Kleinschmidt from NBC Sports, uh, Bay Area and California, whatever that, yeah. however that goes. I don't know. It's both. I think you said it right with the however it goes at the very end. That's yeah. Beautiful. However it goes. Just yes. NBC, however it goes. Yeah. That's it's actually here. how I, that's how I wake up every morning. Yeah. However it goes. That's, you gotta be loose in these times. Yeah. Have to. be flexible. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. So proud of you, by the way. And I'm going to tell your listeners that you once told me you like hated going on the radio and all this other stuff and look at you hosting a podcast. Let's go. This is partially uh, to get over my fear of talking because I have a fear of talking and I realize um, if I'm in this job, I'm probably gonna have to learn how to talk. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's how that's going. And and whenever I go on the radio, I still get extremely nervous and yeah I like okay well it doesn't really matter but I always think that I'm going to stumble over my words and then or say something that I'm not supposed to say and then realize it in real time and then have a mental breakdown in the middle of the interview and then everyone's gonna be like what's that crazy lady's deal and then all my breakdowns mental breakdowns create are good for con like there's good content yeah so it's no, it's it's good press. Bad press yes. is good press. Good Absolutely. or whatever the thing is. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about the A's. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. <laughs> that let's talk about baseball. <laughs> A quick pivot from Brittany to uh, baseball. Yes. Um. So I haven't been uh, potting for a while because um, I've basically just been watching a very um. What I don't word know the right word. Use? What are you going to use, Shana? What, what word, word am I going to use? You see me thinking about it. It's, it's been um, fr- probably frustrating for A's fans to watch what's sure. happening. Um, and I've just sort of been like, what's, I'm not really figured out how to, what to make of it. So now that um, they're kind of in this little place where they're on the outside looking in to a wild card spot, um, I realize it's probably a good time to sort of reassess what's going on, uh, what's happened, what's, uh, what's coming up. Uh, there's like 15, 14 games left in the season. Yeah. Uh, they're three games back of like three teams for the yes. first and second spot. So they're not out of it, but it feels like they're just, there's the hump is very um, large. <laughs> it is a large over. hump. It, yeah. it, it is a large hump to get over. And you know, what's interesting is I feel like teams like this are more frustrating than like the Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates of the world. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, this is no offense to the Orioles. I'm, I'm going to make sure Melanie Newman's listening to this. But mm-hmm. out of the gate, you know, we weren't expecting a lot. We kind of understood what we were, we're, we're going into. And the A's, the ride the wave slogan is, is not for the faint of heart. It literally is what they're doing. And, and that means the highs and the lows, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that 
it was interesting to watch them at the lows only because I feel like the A's have been hit with everything you could possibly deal with. You know, the Chris Bassett injury, Ramon Laureano suspension, Trevor Rosenthal, not even playing this season. Um, Cause we were hoping that could, you know, make us forget about Liam Hendricks and, and those types of vibes. So now that they're here, it kind of feels like they're, they've passed out and they're trying to crawl toward the finish line in certain yes. ways. Yeah. And we see that in a couple of ways. We see that with the pitching staff. Um, they've, been overworked throughout the whole season and they're not the only team that's going through this it's not an excuse uh you look at the yankees who do not have the budget budget constraints that the a's do and they've sort of worked their best relievers down to the bone and i think that that's what we're seeing with some of these bullpen uh issues and meltdowns uh that have happened of late that have really been the difference in their ability to stay in a wild card or even mm-hmm. in the division race they could have been challenging the Astros if they hadn't lost maybe five ten games because of a, a bullpen implosions and that's not it shouldn't all fall on them it's just those are the most magnified losses because they were wins that fell into losses you know so I actually saw this stat and I, I mean I was too terrified to tweet it out um just because I you know how ace fans can be yes and this was before they had won the, the most recent two games against the Royals. And it was a 2% chance of the A's winning a postseason. And I believe the number was out of 111 games, they were leading, they lost the, the certain amount of numbers that they lost. They were winning an extra amount in bowl at like the amount of games at the time before they lost. And it was basically just showing they couldn't hold a lead. Hmm. And so they were winning at certain aspects of these games. They lost them. I want to say it was like 70 something games or something, something like that. And um, that ultimately I think is what did the men. And you mentioned the bullpen, like it's been, it's been really interesting watching the, the team get a lead and hearing fans saying like, that isn't that I'm still, I'm not okay right now. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, like, cool, you have a seven game lead or seven run lead, but we're still holding our breath. And that's, that's scary. That's a scary yeah. feeling as a, as a fan. I could yeah. imagine. It's, it's uh it's one of the worst ways to lose is to hold a lead and then lose it. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it should be noted that the, the bullpen has, uh, they wouldn't be in the spot if it weren't for them because yeah. most of the season they were sort of holding things together and they would yeah. slip in a good number of wins just on the merit of their bullpen or their pitching staff being able to not let any uh, any team get out of control mm-hmm. uh, to not uh, to keep leads within uh, reach for the offense that was scuffling for a lot of the for a lot right. of. The uh, but let's uh, let's look at the big picture, um, and I want your perspective on it. With a few weeks left in the season, uh, do you, what do you think needs to happen, or do you think that they have a chance to? <gasps> Kitty, this is Cooper. Hi, Coops. He likes to just jump on my lap. He's he's precious. Um, I'm actually every time I, we talk to Frankie Montes, I feel like Cooper wants to be a part of it every time. Cooper likes Cooper's Frankie. All, Cooper is a big Frankie Montes fan. Um, I understand. Frankie's a fun guy to talk to. Yes, I think he's, he's always in a. He's always has something interesting to say. He always. He's always. Uh, he always. He generally always in a good mood. 
Can't we agree though? He's the reason why I make sure I ask a bunch of yes. questions because yes. if we, we talk to him for a minute and a half, I feel like I let him down. Yeah. He's called us out multiple times when we yes. only have like four questions after yes. a game in June or something. Yeah. He's disappointed in us. Yeah. And you know what? He's right. He, he has every more than four questions to be disappointed in us. And plus like we love talking to him anyway. Sorry. Get yeah. back to your question before this guy. Back, back to the question. What do you think needs to happen for them to uh, launch themselves back into a wild card spot? I think it will ultimately come down to the bullpen. And I feel like we're, we're talking about a broken record here. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you pointed out just yesterday, James Caprillion is going to be coming out of the, of the bullpen. That'll be interesting to watch. Um, I'm actually just as interested to see Dalton get back into that starting role. Um, and I know he's going to do well. I think he's definitely been that bright spot out of the bullpen and I think we're all kind of going to be holding our breath, hoping that, that that can translate into a decent start. Obviously, we want him to go in later in games, and I think that's going to be part of it as well. I just I want Jake Diekman to be the Jake Diekman he's, he's supposed to be so mm-hmm. badly. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like Lou Trevino is finally becoming the Lou Trevino we're, we're used to. Um, and, you know, Sergio Romo, I like how he's been kind of able to – be a setup guy, but also elongate some of those innings. And then obviously some of those closer roles, he's been really great. So I think he just needs to keep doing what he's doing. Um, So I think it's going to come down to the bullpen being able to step up both in situations where you might have to come in a little bit earlier than anticipated. And I, you know, we've seen, we saw Birch Smith do that a lot. Um, And, and so that'll be kind of interesting. So I think it's going to come down to pitching and then mainly the bullpen, but obviously want the starters to be, to be good as well, because I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. If Chris Bassett comes back, he may not be the Chris Bassett that we're used to as far as consistency goes. I would, he's the one person that I'm never worried about because that guy is such a hard worker. Um, So that'll be kind of interesting to see what happens, but that's where we need to concentrate on is, is that bullpen and the, because I feel like their bats are doing great right now. Yeah. This is like the hottest their bats have ever been. And they, and you look at it, you look at the hit perspective on the box score and you're like, how the hell did that team just lose and stuff like that. So um, I think they can kind of breathe a little bit more steady with the hitting, you know, obviously Harrison's been great. And I feel like Chris Davis is still coming in clutch, which is really great to see. Um, So I think it's going to come down to that bullpen. Yeah. We're um, focusing too much on the negatives. Maybe I think that it's worth pointing out the positive, and I'm, I guess it's a positive in a certain respect because the roles have essentially reversed since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, while the offense was going through a, a lot of rough stretches where they couldn't seem to get a hit with runners in scoring position, I know that that's sort of an – in a sense, it's an arbitrary uh, statistic because yeah. hitting is hitting. If you hit with runners in scoring position, that's when you see the payoff. Yes. But – uh, that's it's 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 sort of it's just a symptom of the fact that they were not hitting as well for a good stretch of season. That had a lot to do with Matt Chapman just was not in his 2019 form yet, or uh, and it took him a while after his hip surgery to sort of feel comfortable at the plate. I think, and yeah. he admitted as much at the beginning of the year. I don't think that he would say that it was holding him back completely, but he said, you know, back in May, I think that. He uh, it took him a while to really trust his uh, using his backside and his. Swing. I could totally see that. I mean, like even yeah. if you know, I mean, I've never had a, a type of surgery like that, and mentally, you're like, it's basically a new body part that you yeah. have, and you have to like reintroduce yourself to yes, it, totally. and especially in the hips, where 
and the way just the way that Matt is defensively <laughs> and because I, I just talked to him about it like how when he's in ready position he's like a softball player at third his his butt is like this far from the ground yeah and that that would weigh on you as far as um you know hitting as well and then mm-hmm. imagine like you have to make an adjustment using your backside the, the side that you got your surgery on be like sure. oh cool. if you, you need to fix that part right and, and now unfortunately he's still kind of dealing with some shin issues but I feel like when he's on it, it's like, good luck rest of the, of the everybody. But the yeah. thing that I've noticed recently is the ga- the guys are actually hitting very well in game situations. Like there was that stretch, I think 18 straight home runs that the guys had were all solo home runs yeah. in like a so three or four game game span or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, we're getting on base and Hey, we might actually be able to see these guys like come in and everything like that. So that's been really cool to watch. I've, de- I've definitely noticed that has been a, a huge trajectory for them. Yeah. And I think a big difference uh, and it's, it's kind of a very, distinct line has been drawn between the offense before the trade li- deadline and the offense yeah. after it. Um, I feel like if not- you have Starling Marte on your team, you right. got to step up. You got to <laughs> yeah. step up. Cause he, he's stepping up. Everyone else got to step up. Yeah. You're like, okay, well if I have to hit behind this guy, let me, let me work. Right. On some yeah. Right. And that's not to say that, you know, uh, guys weren't getting it done before that, but I think that, uh, I think that having Starling Marte and his impact uh, at the plate and on the base paths had an, it was an immediate impact. And then oh, Josh yeah. Harrison now he's, he's just, he wasn't even that slow to start, but he's still gained steam at the plate mm-hmm. and he's just, he brings a lot of energy overall just to, you know, oh, yeah. his game, his game yeah. is energy. I he, love it. Like he just transitioned so beautifully. It's been yeah. awesome. And he, I mean, like he, he, if you're the guy that pisses off the Toronto uh, fan yes. uh, section, <laughs> fan section, I don't know why I called it that. Fans, <laughs> fans section. We don't know what they call it in, in Canada. Yeah. It's fine. That's the, the Canadians. They call it the fan section. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's a uh, um If you can, if you can get them to boo, then I'm sure that you're doing something right. You're making an impact. You're making an sure. impact. You're, yes. you're you're rubbing some. Uh, why can't I say anything? Rubbing feathers isn't a thing. You're you're rubbing people well, the wrong way. Gruss, ruffling feathers. Ruffling. That's not rubbing feathers. <laughs> I don't have, I don't know any of my cliches today. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> it might be. Sometimes if you're too cliche, it doesn't, it's not great. So yeah. My good. mind's like, don't do the cliche. I'm not going to let you think of the words. <laughs> no cliches for you. Um, so it, he's been a spark. Um, Jan Gomes has been, I think, pretty impactful behind the plate. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if, I think that Sean Murphy is uh, very, I don't want to say better than Gomes behind the plate, but maybe a little bit, but just in terms of his, you know, he has, might have a better arm and more, uh, a more, a, uh, a better arm. But um, I think that Gomes mentorship with Frankie Montas is, yeah. has uh, helped Frankie a lot. And, and oh, yeah. he's been pretty outspoken about that. Um, so th- I think that they, that's the acquisitions at the deadline have been pretty impactful. And, and that also goes to the bullpen. I think that oh, yeah. having Andrew Chafin, um, as a late inning reliever has been a savior in this rough stretch. Oh yeah. With Lou Trevino going through what he's going through, you know, having the roles tossed up in the air, like they have been having him be able to sort of be somewhat of an anchor 
in the ninth and eighth innings. Um, it's it saved some games that could have gotten out of hand. And yeah. uh, seeing Lou Trevino get back a little bit to who he was um, a little before he had that trouble in, against the Giants and, and so forth has been encouraging. Um, but um, I want to know uh, what you think, who you think will be the most impactful player uh, mm-hmm. for them moving forward. Who do you think needs to either step up or keep going? Or who, do you, who are you excited to really just possibly bring this home for them? So Starling Marte is obviously the, the easy answer, but I really would love to watch Sean Murphy become better at the plate. Mm-hmm. I feel like last, last season he was just on fire mm-hmm. and you really got to, you got to actually see him showcase his power and he was consistent. Um, and, you know, I think he, he has this way about him where, you know, he's one of the best play callers in the game and you hear Dontrell Willis say this stuff and, and having a guy like that notice you is good, but that's been overshadowing what we're used to seeing at the plate. He hasn't been super productive at the plate. So I feel like he definitely needs to step up and he's capable of it. Um, and I'm, I'm of course not hundred percent sure what's, what's going on with him, like hitting wise, but I would, I feel like if he is on it, I feel like the rest of the guys are kind of doing really well as far as production at the plate. And um, that's kind of why they brought Jan Gomes on was to mm-hmm. ease up on Sean a little bit. And I mean, you mentioned the, the you know, the veteranism and the mentorship um, like that helped James Caprillion a lot too. We know how James yeah. can be very, very competitive and hard on himself. My cat's trying to <laughs> hang himself wants attention. with the wires. Oh my gosh. I'm like, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> Please stay with me longer. <laughs> like, don't leave me here. Not enough. <laughs> um, and I and I really I and I really like Jan Gomes for that. And one of his former teammates actually spoke to said that Jan just is such a presence without saying anything, hmm. you know, and. I, I will say this until I'm blue in the face that the catcher position does not get enough recognition as it should totally. both the person itself and monetary values as well. Um, just because it's, they, they are essentially another manager on the team, but you also have to perform and that's, and that's it. So, I mean, I feel like Sean Murphy, if he steps up at the plate the, doing well, and then of course, I think some of the pitching too, I would love to see Cole Irvin have a, another two solid outings. And obviously we're going to see that today. Um, I think he has it in him and, you know, he's playing with the chip on his shoulder. And I want that person who doubted him to feel like shit. That's what I ultimately want. Cole deserves that. Um, Cause you want to talk about a guy who it doesn't matter how bad of an outing he has, he gives us amazing, amazing quotes. And if that, I would love for him to kind of not have to just say, not just give us a good interview because he's, he's a good talker. I want us to him to give us a good interview because he had a good outing. Yeah. So I think between Murphy and Irvin, I think if those two guys do well, like the sky's kind of the limit. And I mean, the A's have it in them, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous as far as if they do make the postseason, how they're going to do, but that's, that remains to be seen, of course. Yeah. Sean Murphy's a, that's a, that's a good guy to bring up because I think he's sort of flown under the radar a little bit with his sophomore slump, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last year, I mean, last year was a crazy year. Yeah. You know, it's hard to put any of that into context or perspective. But for a while last year, he was their best hitter. Yeah. In September last year, he was their best hitter. And he sort of – it was at the right time for him to – I mean, he, he had a huge home run against the White Sox in the, in the wild card series. Yeah. He was – 
sort of gaining this the right steam to get rookie of the year uh, yeah. consideration um and we haven't i think for a while i was sort of waiting for him to because you know catchers they take a little while to get warmed right. up at the plate they spend a lot of time preparing their catching duties it's, yes it's a, it's a full-time job being it a literally so is yeah it's yeah it, you're you're spending half your time uh game planning yeah uh for with the pitcher and you know it, it takes away it doesn't take away but you know it's it take therefore it can take a while longer for them to warm up with the plate and I think that I was sort of waiting for that to happen I'm like all right well I understand he's he's got to do his, his thing as a catcher I'm sure that he'll warm up like he did last year and yeah. now that we're mid-September he hasn't really uh warmed up like I was kind of expecting he would and he has so much power that you just you know that if he gets hot at the plate it's going to be impactful because right. when he gets hold of the ball it's just like it's it's some crazy power I like to compare um Matt Olson's power with Murphy's power because I like it's that. very it's very easy power that he has and yeah and they don't they don't even with Matt Olson like yeah he's a big dude but he's not like this he doesn't have this body where it looks like you stuff meat into a trash bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of like not not John Carlos stand. That just remind me of I swear to God, you tweeted this like a while ago about yes. Eric James <laughs> that his his arms look like meat stuffed in plastic bags. And I'm like that. I'm, I think about that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's just so accurate. I can't even it believe is. it. It's just like it's the best. But and I and I can say that because I just I was just walked up to John Carlos Stanton not too long ago when the when the Yankees were in town and I was like I am I am nothing I am nothing, <laughs> um and and that's that's how it is with with Murphy and Olson like you know they have power they just don't like look look it look like it and especially Olson's swing it's like butter it's yeah, just butter. like it's butter. And I think the same thing with, with Murphy too, but he also has like this wide kind of stance in his shoulders where you're like, this guy gets a hold of one. It's never going to land. Yeah. You know? It's just, and it's sort of not to sound all like old school scouty or whatever, but when you hear the ball pop off his bat, yeah. he gets a hold of it. It's like, Oh, cool. That was like, it's, it's just, it's a, uh, it makes a it makes a loud noise. It's, and, it's uh, every it's home run does, but violent. there's something very it's violence. Yeah, it's violence. Yes, and like Matt Chapman, I think has a kind of a violent swing. I don't know if violence mm-hmm. the right word, but his power is very much in his body. And yes. um, and Sean Murphy and Olsen kind of just they have a they have an easier power where I don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming from somewhere. And it's just yeah. I, I if if Murphy can sort of get into a place where Matt Olson is. I, I don't know if he'll get to the same kind of production, but I can see, uh, I could see him kind of like almost nearing that level of this dude's got stupid power. Yeah, I agree. So it would be uh, just to to sum up uh, Murphy's numbers last year. He had a, he was batting two thirty three, but that was mostly just because okay, first of all, six he played forty three games, uh, mm-hmm. and he was not that uh, he had a slow start. And this year he's batting two fifteen. Um, he has 16 home runs, which I don't think he's hit a home run in a while too. So it'd be, it'd be interesting. I think that if I didn't really see out of nowhere, home runs. Uh, yeah, uh, they, they, I'm not sure when they all came. I think they all came in Texas or something like that. He seems to always hit home runs. In, for in, sure. For sure. Texas. Like, like <laughs> him versus Texas is always kind of fun. Yeah. One of my, one of the most impressive home runs I've seen was when he hit one sort of up in the, uh, the, the camera well in um yeah. globe life field or park whatever it's called now yeah and i think it was either an a's review or preview show we talked about like the hit of the it must have been 
talking about 2020 this year. Good Lord. Um, and just time's weird. And I think it was his, his home run that I'm like that thing. I, you, you talk about my bag of meat tweet and you think about that all the time. I think about that home run a lot. I really do. I think about the, the, home run the one in lot. Texas. Yes. Yeah. That one's a, yeah. Whenever I see him in Texas, I'm like, Oh, that reminds me of that Jigunda one that, and it was, a, I, I have to, I don't remember the circumstance now, but I feel like it was an important one. I should, I, I should remember that. I only remember the home run. Um, yeah. so you, uh, you grew up an ace fan, correct? I did. Now you're not a fan. You're just everything. <laughs> really different. 100%. I'm never biased about anything. No, so. no bias. You've stripped your bias completely. 100%. has been tarnished. Yes. It's all gone. Yes. You are clear-minded and objective. Yes. yes. Yeah. But let's uh, go back to the fandom part of your life. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, bring it back for me now. I got um, you. So not to uh, bring up the fact that the A's are uh, kind of, you know, staring down the barrel of another elimination, but I'm assuming that as an A's fan, you've experienced a lot of um, heartbreak. Yeah. Especially in the postseason. Um, what's, what's one that I hate to, I don't know if this is, this is too sad of a question. What's one that, that stung the most from you, for you growing up? I think the one that stung the most was the wild card game against the Royals Mm -hmm. only because a, that I'm still, I still have heart palpitations from that. Was (laughs) it 2015? 14. 14. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, I remember exactly where I was. Um, it was at a BJ's in Brentwood, the Brentwood out here. And I've never been so stressed out and back and forth about a game. Like, and I will, I will say it's the reason why it's called the wild card game because of that kind of vibe. Cause it and is I wild. Think, yeah, it literally was. And I think that's what it, what it kind of turned into me for me. It was just like, that's a ball game. And then, but you got to see the best of the, what the A's could be. And not just from a perspective of they should have won that game, but a perspective of, you know, how the owners are, they like the entertainment value and they gave us that. And I, that's yeah. the thing that I love the most, but walking away with the loss really, that sucked. That yeah. really sucked because it was such a back and forth game. And, and even, I mean, obviously it wasn't, I wasn't a fan quote, um, but the, the wild card game against the Rays, the most recent one in 2019, I think the thing I hated the most about that was, was seeing Sean Manaya's face when you walked into the clubhouse Yeah, and they fed those boys. Well, you never, remember when we used to go to the clubhouse oh yeah. my gosh. and crazy times. I, yeah. And they, they had a filet and pasta for them. And I remember Chris Davis was sitting right next to Sean, just like eating away. And Sean was just looking out into space with this beautiful filet in front of him. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, Ugh. I could lose my job if I went up and hugged him and told him I felt bad and it would be worth it. I know. He, you know? And it was upsetting. It was. And even just like talking to them about the mental aspect of that, like yeah. that, that was awesome just for me. Um, just because I'm such a big advocate on, of mental health. And, um, I think that was just an important moment just in my life as a, as a journalist. So I think, between the 2014, just the most recent one, and especially where I was in my career, like I was kind of coming into my own mm-hmm. um, and learning how to like work a clubhouse and seeing A-Rod there for the first, like, where were you all season, A-Rod? Like, okay, yeah. 
you know. For uh, some reason, deal. I'll just never forget seeing A-Rod in the, in the clubhouse because he just he sticks out like a sore thumb. <laughs> he's wearing all black, like, Gucci, <laughs> like, these crazy Gucci boots or something that I looked up afterward to see how much they were. I was like, okay, A-Rod. Why would you do that to yourself? Because I need to know these things. I need to know how much you're spending on their Gucci boots. <laughs> fair, it's fair. I don't um, know how I found them, but I did. Good for you. Yeah, so I think, I think it was between those two, yeah. Yeah, the the 2019. I mean, the 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 A's have an unfortunate history of having a lot of iconic, uh, being on the bad side of iconic postseason moments, uh, like the Jeter flip and the uh, oh, Salvador Perez flip. ground ball it's- past Josh Donaldson. That like you know those are cemented in the baseball mind. So, uh, not to uh, bring that up for you guys, but you know. I'm sure the it's also cemented in fans' minds too. It's just, but yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for rehashing this, these. Moments. I mean, I will say when Donaldson was traded, Mama got a little choked up there for a second. Mm. Um, yeah. Mind you, I had I had no idea who, you know. Obviously, we had no idea Matt Chapman was going to be there one day, or else that would have been fine. <laughs> but like. Huh. <laughs> It's one of those days that's like, in retrospect, I'm sure the fans were like, you know what, knowing how the, the A's front office works, I'm sure that there's some someone in the pipeline that uh, justifies yeah, this. For sure. Breaker. And it was Trevor Plouffe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, who I love, by the way. Um, he's, he's wonderful. Um, he even, I had him on my podcast last year and he was always like, yeah, and like the fans didn't like me. They were so ready to like be introduced to Matt Chapman. <laughs> They're like, who's this guy? Oh, yeah. like, I'm just saving the seat warm yeah. for, for him and, and everything like that. But, and that's the beauty of the A's too, is even as a reporter, you get to meet so many of the players. Cause like the, the, the turnover is just like working at a retail store. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, leaving a week and you have to introduce yourself to a whole bunch of different girls at Victoria's Secret. It's just the whole thing, <laughs> which I worked there and I loved it. It was, it was a great Did time. you? Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause I wanted the discount and yeah. I ended up make, making like lifelong friends. So really, cool. okay, yeah, it was, it was like it was I've awful. heard bad things about that, so that's good to hear. It's it's also like, um, now I'm a snob. Like I go to back to Victoria's Secret. I was like, I'm not spending that yeah. amount of money on. A I worked show. here. Can I yeah. get the Kleinschmidt? Do you know, know who I am? They're like, yeah. no. I'm like, okay, that's I'm fair. a legend. <laughs> I don't know if you remember me. Okay. <laughs> I work for NBC Sports, how, whatever else. Yeah. However it goes. The NBC Sports, however it goes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that was a, that was a, that was a heartbreaking time. We don't have to talk about heartbreak anymore. Cause I know that that's, um, that's not a fun topic for A's fans. And it's one. That I will know. say that the A's fans are really saying this might be one of their, their most heartbreaking seasons. Yeah, because it's a slow and painful death unless yes. they can get it back into it. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you guys that they don't have a chance of getting back into it because I think they do. I think I of think, all teams, they can do it. Yeah, and totally. You won't know how. Like, mm-hmm. you'll know how, but, like, you, you also won't know how. Here's what needs to happen, you guys. Yeah. The <laughs> – I don't think that the Red Sox or the Yankees are that much more equipped to hold their places right now. I think For sure. That, I think that those teams are going through their own issues. The Red Sox are going through just expansive COVID issues. I not to not to hate on that team, but I don't know if they are a juggernaut in any way. I don't know that it's sort of like they're claiming their rightful place in the wild card and they're going to stay there. I don't I don't really see that for them. 
Yankees, uh, they have a lot of power hitters and yet somehow aren't, don't have any consistent power. I think that if, unless that switch is turned on the entire time, anything can go wrong with that team. And it has. Mm-hmm. They've gone from way up to way down. They've, they've actually been pretty similar to the A's, but almost inexcusable because they have the money to not be like that. Mm-hmm. They, uh, and I think that you see it in some of their best relievers. Chad Green is not who he was a few months ago. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce the last name. Lazoga, Lazoga. What's his name? You know I mean, you, about? I think you did it perfectly. Is that, did I, oh my God. I'm so sorry if I butchered that you guys, I probably did. <laughs> um, I, I, I only, I only read it in my head and I don't even, I don't even, uh, I have to watch head. YouTube videos sometimes just to like, see how it's actually pronounced. Cause the, it's not always listed on baseball reference, the pronunciation. Yes. And even so, the pronunciation, I'm like, okay, I know you broke it down for me, but I still don't really know. You I said. still don't understand. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm an idiot, but yeah. you know what? I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to the point. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that the Yankees are solid. Yeah. Uh, I think that they can fall too. And the Blue Jays, I think that the Blue Jays might stay in that spot um, if they're pitching. Yeah, I actually agree. And the Blue Jays, I feel, are the main team that could stay in the space and transition that into the postseason. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the Red Sox pretty much every year, if they make it to the postseason, they're, they're solid because they're a postseason team. And I think that's what people forget. You can have the best season. It's like when you do a fantasy football draft. You can have an amazing yeah. draft. The regular season is a different team. And then, of course, after that is another scenario as well. Yeah. So with the A's, I feel like they're always solid in the regular season. It's what happens during the postseason. That's always – it's always that the, – the, it's like, oh, well, the restraints on the monetary situation is the reason why they're not surpassing this certain amount. And, and it sucks because I got to be honest, when you look on paper for the A's team, it's one of the best A's teams, I think, in the best in the last decade, easily, yeah. maybe yeah. two decades. And that's, that's what sucks is like, you look at the lineup, you're like, this lineup should freaking dominate. And then it doesn't. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Does that bring you joy? <laughs> I'm laughing because it keeps me from crying. <laughs> The laugh was so immediate. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. It's high view life. If I'm not laughing, it's because it's, it's, I'm, I don't want to cry. Everything is collapsing. Yes. Yeah. And then I laugh. <laughs> Fucking like, hilarious. Like I always joke, like my life is a joke and it's like, no, that's standard. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's really, um, it sucks to cover this team. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't suck. I, I, I love it. Uh, just, you know, because it's a great job. But it yeah. sucks to watch people watch this team, if that makes sense, because I, I feel their pain. It's, yeah. just, it's very painful to watch a team that should be producing uh, not be able to produce. Yeah, um, and then, or just I hate having to force them to talk to us after they don't do well. And, like, mm-hmm. and that's not so like our fault or their head. fault. It's yeah. – it, you know, when Lou Trevino has to get like Olivia, the wrath of Olivia Hummer. <laughs> I wonder you know if people, how know, she I wonder people know about this. I don't, it's, it must've been on the post game show or maybe it wasn't. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's my, I mean, I, I would die for Olivia Hummer. I think everybody would agree with me there. And yes. she, 
um, for those of you who don't know, is one of the communications coordinators. Basically, if Shayna and I need to talk to one of the people, one of the guys, she'll take care of it. She has and, to get everyone in front of Zoom. If she's not yes, there, they do not go in the Zoom room. They do not. Yeah. And so she, after Lutrevito blew one of his saves, he was working out and Olivia was just kind of watching him work out yeah. and giving We were it- waiting about, I want to say 30, it felt like 30 minutes for yeah. him to come on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he sat down after Steve Berman asked, like, oh, like, why are you talking to the media? Like, you know, whatever. And he was like, I didn't, I didn't want to talk to I you. Do not I, wanna, I actually do not want to talk to you. Olivia Hummer <laughs> gave me the look. And I was like, that makes sense. When she gives me a look, I do whatever she tells me. To right. Do. He painted the picture so vividly because yes. he, a lot of the players like to, I'm assuming most of the players work out after the game. Yeah. Um, so he was doing his post-game workout probably to let out some aggression and also keep his routine up. Yes. And we, uh, asked to talk to him because, you know, he had had been having some issues and Olivia Hummer had to go wait for him. And I could just see her, like the, the visual of him doing his thing and yes. Olivia just being like, okay, yeah. anytime now <laughs> they're waiting for you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> please just get it over with. Please, please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's Steve Berman asked the question. It was just, he, he was like, yeah, I do not want to talk to you. Yeah. Well, and I, so I typed it out and I put it on Twitter and like a note, like a notepad mm-hmm. and Olivia texted me and she was like, this should be your new back, your new cover photo. And I made it my <laughs> cover photo for two weeks. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. notice. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, when Olivia tells you to do something, you do it. Yeah. You know? Speaking of though, I do have to get going soon because I have, have an interview with with Romo in like twenty minutes. Oh, cool! Romo's yeah. really fun. To, okay. Yeah. Um. Let's uh. Let's finish it off with with one more thing. How many more minutes do you have? Like three. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Three more just minutes. Because, just because I don't want to look like shit on the interview. I totally I have to get put it. like makeup on and stuff. It's annoying. Totally Boys have it so easily. I know they don't have to do shit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, last prediction. Do you think that they're going to make the postseason? No. Wow. Whoa. No. I want to be. I want to be proved wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to be proved wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. Because remember, two day, two games ago, they had a two percent chance. Um. And their schedule coming up isn't impossible by any means. It's just dicey. It's yeah. like like you say. All like the time. I said like six times the other day. Yeah. Dicey. Mm-hmm. So much so it was in my headline yesterday or the day before. <laughs> something like. That. I don't even think I used the word properly that day everything was dicey that's whatever. i mean that's like that should be the a's new slogan instead yeah. of right the way Ride the Every, dice. everything roll dicey. the dice roll the dice yes but. yeah i mean it's it's a long shot now and and you know it's hard to be optimistic with the mariners and the astros coming up twice each and then i'm more nervous for the mariners than the, the astros. mariners yeah, yeah. That, the mariners are hungry they're right in the race yeah. too so it's yeah. gonna be i mean if they can get through that gauntlet, then they deserve the spot. If they can't, then they don't deserve a spot. It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the schedule tells all, I guess. Yes. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining, Jessica. I appreciate all of your time of course. and all of your insights. You're the best. And I'll see you um, at the field probably on Monday. So it's yeah, wonderful. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I lost track of time. Probably Monday. Yes. <laughs> I never know what day it is. Okay, I never thanks. do either. Even when Bob's like, what day of the week it is? I'm like, I'm like, uh, good question. Bob, if you don't know, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> we never know the days of the week. That's, that's a known thing. No one yeah. knows. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jess. Appreciate it. Of course. 
Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Jessica Kleinschmidt for joining the show. You can follow my A's coverage all season long at the San Jose Mercury News and on Twitter at Shayna Rubin. Till next time.